This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Forestieri. Here's Hogg. Dini! Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the second Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. My name is Justin. I'm Carl. And uh, it's, as I say, episode number two. And since we last broadcast to you, uh, we've had one game, which was against Barnsley. Now, I didn't see this game, but I did see some of the fallout from it. Um, so if you don't mind, Carl, you watched the game, did you? I, I did, yes. Um, I mean, first and foremost, Jesse, you didn't miss much. I gathered that. To be fair. I gathered that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's... Uh, let's... I guess what I need to do is look for the positives in in so many negatives from that game. Uh, Again, in midfield, very sloppy, giving the ball away too easily. No real punch or penetration up front. Just looked in that final third like we we were just missing the answers. You know, just no asking the right questions, but just not getting the the right answers at the end. And... uh, we are struggling to score goals, and I think we touched on it last week. Uh, Saar, is he a striker? He's not. No. <laughs> Quite simply. No, he's, he's not. He's not. He just hasn't got that cutting edge. Um, and I, I, I'm lost a little bit. Um, it, it's been a rough week with um, with everything that's going on. I mean, we've lost uh, you know, a, a footballing icon. Uh, from the 66 squad. We lost James Bond. Yeah. Um, we're going into lockdown again. Yes. And then we get a bloody result like that against Barnsley. Um, yeah. I, I, I need some positives, mate. I've got to be honest. Well, uh, <laughs> let's let's see how this game was um, reacted to uh, on the Watford Observer website. Um, so the, the actual story uh, was, um, well, the headline was Vladimir Ivich concerned after Watford lose to Barnsley. You and 20,000 other people, I think, Vlad. Um, CB580 said, When our opponents make a mistake, we never capitalise on it. They scored after six minutes, and we had 84 minutes to put it right. We did not test their goalkeeper once. We were useless all over the park. He then said, You set this team up for a nil-nil every week, Vlad, and you hope for a miracle and, and hope that we score if we do park the bus 
absolute crap. That was his review of the game. Uh, he did get some responses. <laughs> Spot on came in. Um, Sangri Army says, sack him now. Um, oh. Which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're still in the top six after... How many games is it now? Seven, eight games, something like that? I haven't even counted. Yeah. Must be seven or eight games. Um, North North Watford says, to get out of this league, they need at least one battering ram type forward on the pitch to hold the ball up and give the opposition defence a physical battle. Um, it's uh, a role that requires experience. I think he's probably hinting at uh, Glenn Murray there, maybe. Um, or perhaps Mr Deeney himself. I mean, not one shot on goal. Am I right in saying that? Against Barnsley, yeah, yeah, not one, not one shot on target. Um, and again, it, it just sort of th- th- those comments kind of sum up what what I watched really. That there's just nothing there. And and what I couldn't work out is if we've got uh, your mate Andre, who's fit and ready to go. Yeah. Why isn't he? Why isn't he playing? Why isn't he starting? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't fancy you know, him. I... Maybe he just doesn't fancy him as a. I mean, he's as a centre forward. I always think he's a bit short, Andre Gray. He's not a towering centre forward. He'd struggle to jump up and head a ball. I think, wouldn't he? I mean, am I being unfair? He he probably would, but he'd probably get a shot on target. Mm. If nothing else, I mean, we've got to start with the with the very basics here from a, from a striking point of view. Is that we haven't really got any strikers who who played uh, on Saturday. No, and, and you know we're, we're playing a number ten. Jao Pedro, who is he a striker? I think the jury's still out with him. I think he again. I, I prefer him on the wing. I think he looks a lot more comfortable on the wing. Is he going to do all that dogged, horrible work that a number ten's meant to do? No, I don't think not. so. No, is Saar the answer on the as another striker? No, and again, we. I, I mean, to put the game into some sort of perspective for you, we. We lost the ball in the, in midfield. I think I forget who played the pass actually off the top of my head. Uh, but Capu stretched for it, gave the ball away between him himself. Um, somebody will, will let me know who it was. I can't even remember now. But I think it might have been Wilmot actually. Is this the goal the itself? This is the Barnsley goal. So yeah. we lost the ball in midfield. I believe it was they Wilmot. Then, yeah, because he's put his hands yeah, up. Yeah, so said, they, it was Wilmot. Yeah. yeah. They they then attack and to be, what what you know what a great finish it was. Um, from then it left Ben Foster no chance hmm. um but it's just again another example of us trying to play from the back trying to play in a certain way and vlad trying to get his message across that we've got to play in a certain way and there's a certain way of, of, of playing it if you're going to do that that's fine but you can't give away rubbish like that no. you know to, to the at, at this level at any level hmm. you're going to get punished and and when on the other flip side of that, you've got no one who can actually score goals, mm. you've actually got a recipe for a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I'm just looking through some of the comments here. Um, you know, this guy, Ross Jenkins, I don't know if it's the original Ross Jenkins or the other Ross Jenkins that played for us about 10 seasons ago. Um, <laughs> don't think many of this squad will be up for a wet Wednesday, wet, wet Wednesday against Stoke. I predict 3-0 and if it's gone by the weekend. Uh, shame because oh. he seems to have a, a degree of success in previous roles, but he has to work with this crock of, and he blanks it out here. Uh, yeah. I think he's been a bit unfair to our players. Um, you know, I think there has been certainly. You know, you look at the Blackburn game, um, which we won three one. You look at the first game of the season against Middlesbrough. I thought that was a comfortable one nil. Um, and some of the other games, the, the Luton game one nil. I think that was fairly comfortable. I think they can have 
crossbar though, didn't they, Luton? Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of these comments are very disingenuous, and you know, I can't see that we're in the, the whole questioning the manager thing at the moment. If we'd lost the first eight games, I would imagine that there would be discussions behind closed doors about do we think we picked the right guy here? You know, this time last year we'd lost, or at this point of the season last year, I keep forgetting we started this season so late, um, but at this stage of the season last year, I mean, we were already well adrift, sitting at the bottom of the league, thinking mm, this is going to be a long, hard season. So I'm not I'm not too discouraged, um, as long as we're there or no. thereabouts towards the end of the season. I just... I, th- I think... Oh, go on. Sorry, Justin. No, I'm just, like I said to you on the previous podcast, talking to a neighbour who was full of the confidence that we're going to go straight back up. And I said, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, you you will have to prepare yourself for the fact that it might not happen and you might have another season in the championship or more. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually not, um, dare I say it, for for the risk of being shot down here and, and, you know, torn apart. But I'm not actually overly bothered if we don't go up. And my reasoning behind that is the players that we currently have in that squad, I question whether they want to be in that squad. And there's certain players that stand out. Um, and Ooh. I can look at the performances. Are you going to name names here? or? I mean, I let's go with, let's just say for, for starters, Etienne Capoue. Mm. Does he want to be there? He, he was probably very close to a move. Mm. Now, you know he's not individually responsible for for the result on Saturday. That I need to make quite clear. But there, there's there's two types of people in the world in the sense of footballers. You know players that want to put themselves out in the shop window because they want to get that move and and put all the effort in and do all these things. You know run into brick walls. I don't see that at the moment. Do you? No. In the performances that you've seen from from even players like Saar. You know, João Pedro's probably been one of the sort of standout performers this season, but has he blown us away? No. No. He hasn't. No. And I think there's a lot of players in that squad um, who don't necessarily want to be there. So this season isn't, for me, the be-all and end-all if we don't go up. I know financially it's a problem in the in the current situation, but let's not get too bogged down with, oh, no, we're not going up. We're not a Premier League club again this season. I agree. I mean, there was a period where I was really quite enjoying the championship, actually. Um, Particularly when the Pozzos took over and we were playing really, really well. Um, And we got to the playoffs, but obviously we didn't make it. We got beaten by Palace and then a couple of seasons after that. I really quite enjoyed that. And then when we got promoted, I thought, well, I've been here before. We were here in 99-2000 and we were here in 2005-2006. And we got relegated straight away both times from there. Um, so I wasn't expecting an enormous amount when we got promoted again. Of course, we kept our premiership status now for for five years before getting relegated, which was probably a longer ride than I thought I was. we were going to get anyway. Um, so I don't mind the championship. Obviously, I've always said to people, <clears throat> I like seeing you know, the best players in the world on a pitch that I go to 20 times a season that's only a few miles from my house to know that you know you've got potentially the champions of Europe playing against you on your home turf at, at your ground is is a lovely thing um you know 
household names every week playing against you, and you think, oh, you know, if we win this, it'll be great, you know, and then sometimes you do. Um, and then, you know, if a team like Barnsley were to pitch up, I'd go, well, I don't think I really know any of their players. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd be hard-pressed to name any of them. I was actually asked to name some for the Blackburn game, I think, on uh, Luther Blissett's um, stream. He said, who do you think is going to be a problem for Blackburn tonight? And I said, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't think I could name any of the players. <laughs> I hadn't seen the lineups. And even if I had, I'd have gone, mm, Armstrong, who's he? Um, so... Yeah, I like seeing the best players in the I think what I'm trying to say is I like seeing the best players in the world playing against my team. It gives me a, a lovely feeling as well when we beat them or at least give them a game. Um, so that's why I like the Premiership. But, you know, we are where we are. And I'm not too um, despondent about it. I think we're kind of sitting where I thought we might be, really, beginning of the season. It's it's a long, hard season, the Championship. And, and you know, we can't we can't be having conversations, you know, about the manager and is he the right man for the job and, and so forth at, the, at this stage of the season. We've we've got far too much football left for the season before we're talking about these sort of things. And I think we just, it's difficult because we're not there to support the team. And although, you know, watching it on the, on the, the stream, the hive, mm. uh, you, it, it is still hard to get a grip of, um, the game and how we're stretching it and actually imposing ourselves on, on teams um, because you, 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 you can't quite get the same feel of it as, as, as being in a, in a, a live environment. No. So it, it is difficult. Um, but I think guys, come on, we, we really need to, um, we need to shake our heads when we're talking about getting rid of the manager at this stage. I mean, my God, totally. Okay. So let's see how we get on against Stoke on Wednesday. I, I did call Stoke as my dark horses this season, you did. didn't I, last you did. week? Yeah, you did. Well, and it's against us. It's at the Vic, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so yep. that's going to be a loss then, because we also established we don't do very well at home against Stoke, but we tend to do better away. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, let's not get too excited about that. It remains to be seen anyway. <laughs> Following on from the previous podcast, we kind of left on a bit of a cliffhanger because we were talking about Dominic Foley. And oh. your comment was that he ruined your childhood, which I think well, is a bold, that's quite a bold statement, that. It really is quite a bold it, statement. It is a bold statement. It is a bold statement. But I need to put it into some sort of perspective for you. Okay. Um, Dominic Foley, uh, when he signed in 99? I, I think we had him on loan. He came... I'm pretty sure we had him on loan first. Oh, he came on loan, 98. 98, he was on loan. Yeah. 98, he was on loan. He scored uh, one goal. Did he? God. In, in eight, uh, roughly eight appearances. So right. he, he never really left with my blessing as such. You know, like, <laughs> oh, thanks very much for your... Yeah. Thanks very much for your hard work and your input. It was kind of like, off you off you go, pal. Yeah. And then he went on to play for Knox County and scored no goals. Right. Um, went abroad somewhere else. And then he he come back. We signed him. We spent money on him. Actual pound, shilling and pence. Am I right in thinking um, he played for Graham Taylor somewhere else? Wolves, perhaps? or Yes, he did. Yeah, not, yeah he did. He did. And he, uh, Taylor signed uh, him, didn't he? I want to tell you in a stat in a second. Okay, I've, yeah, I've come yeah. fully loaded and prepared oh, for this one. Okay. It's almost like we spoke about it before, you know. It is, isn't often. it? Yeah, very but, much so, yeah. But Dominic Foley uh, did play for Graham Taylor at Wolves, you're, you're right in saying. But then he he come to Watford in 99. Now, 
99 to 2000 and make sure I've got this free. He was there. Really? 33 appearances. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. 33 appearances, five goals. Right. I would be very hard pressed to remember any of them. I honestly yes, couldn't I can't remember. remember any of them. Um, now, when now, as you mentioned, the great man himself, GT, uh, brought him to Watford because he played for him at Wolves. Hmm. Now, Dominic Foley made 21 appearances at Wolves and scored three goals. It's hardly prolific, is it? Yeah. So this was the this was the thing. So when and the reason he ruined my childhood is because I remember an open day, right? Uh, right. Dominic Foley, new sign in. Oh, Dominic Foley. He's played for Graham Taylor before. He's going to be fantastic. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we get. Mm. And I every week I went there from ninety nine to two thousand and three, going, please, Dominic, score a goal. Please. And I think I was either ill or on holiday when he scored two of those goals. Oh, no. So you didn't even get a chance to see it live? No, oh, didn't dear. get a chance to see him. Um, and the uh, reason he actually ruined my childhood isn't a football side of it. He saw, At this this uh, open day that I was talking about, he I asked him to sign uh, a picture of himself. Mm-hmm. And he asked, yeah, and he asked to spe- he asked me my name. Right. I said, oh, Carl. Oh, how are you spelling that with a C? So he signed away. Yeah. Didn't think much of it. I got home to show my proud Dominic Foley autograph, <laughs> you know, picture. And he'd put to Carol. Carol. Oh, nice. So he feminized you then. <laughs> he fe- yeah. Oh, so he ruined my childhood well, yeah. because I was then known as Carol because I was going to that. Oh, look, Dominic Foley su- uh, says Carol. Yeah, no, no, it's just... Now you might have forgiven yeah. him if he'd banged in twenty goals. You might have forgiven him. I think I would have. Back, I would have forgiven him if he banged in ten goals. Yeah, but, because, but he didn't <laughs> because he was so terrible. It just made the whole experience worse. Have you still got this? By yeah, the no, way? I mean, just to uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lost. I think somewhere. it went on the bonfire <laughs> somewhere along now, the line. I've got. I've got a quick question to ask you. Go on. So Dominic Foley during his uh, illustrious career mm. playing for teams like Braga in Portugal, right? You know, played for some big teams. Um, he made three hundred and twenty-four appearances right. in his illustrious career. Yeah. A lot of them were on loan. Right. How many goals did Super Striker Dominic Foley score in his entire career? Fifty. Oh. He's done him a bit. I mean, he's, he scored 73. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. There you go. I mean, that was 73 far goals in his illustrious... And he also bagged two goals for his national side as well. Which was the Republic of Ireland, I think, wasn't it? Republic of Ireland, yeah. He's a cork boy yeah. by birth. Oh, he's just... Honestly, there's, there's See, certain players that just, you know, the names get banded about sometimes and you go, oh, you just sort of shudder and he's won. But that was a weird yeah, I mean, season, yeah. though. I mean, do you remember Xavier Gravelaine? That we had playing yeah. for us for a while. That scary looking French guy. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a really odd season. We just, every week we lost. It was lost, lost, lose, lose, lose. I remember going that season to, uh, to see us play Wimbledon away and they were ground sharing with Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, Sellers Park, yeah. What a nightmare that is to get to on public transport, by the way, from Watford. I mean, it's an <laughs> absolute nightmare. And um, I think I left on 60 minutes when we were 5 0 down. Um, oh. 
Yeah, I mean, it was one of those seasons you just thought, oh, we're not going to get anything out of this at all. Um, Is that the season we had Norden Wooter? He was great. I mean, Norden Norden could always fly up the wing, but there was no kind of end product with him. I remember he did a great run and scored against Norwich once. Um, But yeah, he was another one of those that you thought, oh, he's our man, you know, he's going to be... The, the, the player that's going to be key this season, and he sort of run up the wing and lose the ball, very much like um, Delafeo. Now, a lot of people were very upset with me when I was critical of Delafeo, but I don't think he ever released the ball quick enough. He always did. How dare you? He always <laughs> did two or three steps too many, or the pass wasn't in time, and he's very frustrating to watch. He was a frustrating character, wasn't he? But, uh, I mean, when it, he was one of those. When he used to turn up, Delafeu. Oh, yeah. He, well, was, he was different gravy. The semi-final against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. I mean, there different, he was. And again, was it Cardiff where he tore him a new one? Did he score yeah. four or yeah. something? I remember that being a really good game to watch. But then there's other games where you think, just get him off. He's just not doing it today. Yeah. He's just not... I don't know. I mean, he's a, I think he was a bit of a luxury player, to be honest, Delafeu. Um But, you know... Do we miss him? Maybe we do. Maybe this season, if we had him tearing about on the left side of the pitch, who knows? Oh, I, don't, I, I don't think the championship would um, would be kind to Delafeu. I've got to be honest. I know he's I know he's a quality player, but I we touched on it last week, and I I, I don't think it's um, I don't think we'll miss him too much this season. If I'm honest, I just think like you say, he's a flair stroke luxury player, and we we had far too many of them last season. We did. We um, definitely did. Yeah. You know, mm. Pereira being another one again gifted absolutely gifted footballer when he can be bothered on his day yeah i mean uh, he had yeah. a very very good first season um and i think at the beginning of uh, the the 2018-19 season he scored a few goals didn't he uh, yeah he, he started the campaign Spurs off really or, well didn't he yeah yeah he was really good but no i mean again he just didn't look interested i think he actually announced didn't he quite early on in the new year that he didn't see him being there past June. So he's already mm. made his mind up he wants to go. And yet, you know, he's still getting picked to play and he didn't look interested and he wasn't fully committed on some challenges and things. And I just thought, oh, you know, another sort of luxury player. But, you know, would we be doing better with him this season? Would we, I just don't, you know, I don't think we would. I think I'm quite optimistic with the team we've got. I, I don't think we're really kind of... Missing anyone? I know Ivic thinks we're missing a left-footed player. Um, yeah. Well, the t- the team we've got, so that what we're putting out on, you know, at the moment, I don't think is 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 the team that it should be. Mm. Which we touched on, you know, when I spoke to you in the week, I said, look, this is the the team I would go for. But um, it it's a bit frustrating at the moment when you see the squad and you think to yourself, well. Uh, I know we're going to touch on it in a minute because I've I've had a comment on the uh, the Twitter account. But when yes. you when you're you're talking about certain players that we've got in that squad, which by rights should quite ha- happily score goals or or make us a a very tough team to beat, and they're off doing other things in their personal life and social life and whatever. And yeah, look look fit. You know, I keep seeing Watford posting. Oh, look who's back. You know, mm. Will Hughes and Andre Gray warming up. Brilliant. Mm. Great. Why aren't they playing? No, mm. oh, I agree. If they're fit, play them. Play mm. your best squad. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand the, what, what, you know, what the issues are at the moment, with whether it's something behind the scenes, whether it's a little bit of what I said before, the players 
don't really want to be here and Ibich is sticking, and if this is the case, if he's sticking to his gun saying, I only want players that want to be here, mm. then that's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? That's that's a different conversation to be have if it's the fact that, you know, your mate Andre doesn't want to be here, then I'm sure you'll give him a lift to wherever he wants to go. I would be the first person to offer him a lift to wherever he wants to go, to be honest. Um, I, I might, he, listen, he might come on this season and he might score 20 goals. And I will, will be you the first. Apologize if he I, does. Will, I will apologise on this podcast if I see him improve. But at the moment, uh, I'm sceptical uh, as to. If whether... you see him give a monkeys about the whole situation, well, that care would be about the shirt he wears. That would be a start. That would be a start. But even if he didn't give a monkeys and he was bunging in twenty goals, I'd go, wow, you know, it's, it's twenty goals. Yeah, let, him off. let him off. I mean, it's been, <laughs> it's been. A, I think we've probably all had players play for us who think, oh, you know, I'm not really keen on him, but he's scoring goals or he's playing well or whatever. Um, I think there's, yeah, yeah. there's there's often a bit too much this happy clappy thing that because they're part of your team, they're automatically heroes and they're automatically brilliant and and it's not the case. You know, I've seen many players there in the past. I've raised an eyebrow. I can think of Darren Ward, who was one of our defenders, who had the turning circle of the Titanic, and you just think, you know, this guy's dreadful, and he's like Darren Ward. I'm like, really? We're going to find a chant for Darren Ward? Um, so yeah, I think it's a bit foolish to automatically, you know, I've I've had rounds with people in the past. Going, oh, you you can't be a fan if you're saying that. Why not? I pay me money. I'm allowed to have an opinion, surely. You know, that's what football is. It's about opinions. We're all allowed it. You haven't got to agree with it. That's the best thing about it. Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. Well, talking of opinions, um, I put a, a post out on the uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes uh, Facebook page, and I just said, "What would you like us to discuss on the podcast?" Uh, and I got a three-word reply from Jason Grace. Uh, and the, <laughs> the you know Jason, know that, do you? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, he said Isaac's success. Why? Question mark. Um, do you want to kick off on Isaac? Well, I mean, I've I've, I've spent I actually uh, sit relatively close to Jason. Right. So I, I've uh, in the ground. So I've actually had conversations with him with regards to Isaac's success, and I think. I mean, Jason might correct us if I'm wrong. And when he hears this, he, by all means, please comment. But I think um, Jason's biggest problem with Isaac's success is the fact that he, you've heard the term footballing brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got to have a footballing brain. Now, Isaac's success, unfortunately for him, doesn't have a footballing brain. Mm. And and what, what he tends to do is he goes off into these, these little runs down alleys that he's never going to get out of. Mm. And he's, you know, he's a big, strong, strapping bloke who should be able to, you know, bounce defenders off. And, and he's, he's got a turn of pace as well where he could actually beat someone. But he chooses to to try and turn or do a little flick or a little, you know, knock through or, or at just the wrong moment. And it, he's, So what he's, you're saying here is he's not very successful at this. And I think that's no. also part of the problem, you see. If he was called yes, Isaac Slightly Average... Name. Or Isaac yeah. tries quite hard but doesn't have any end product. We'd probably know what we were getting. But Isaac's success, Correct. in the same way, sometimes you see Tom cleverly do something and it doesn't go very well. And the first thought in your mind is that wasn't very cleverly done. And you think I hate myself for thinking that. And I'm not going to say that out loud because the bloke next to me is fed up with hearing that every time that happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to be called Isaac's success, you've got to be good. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's that. That's. I think a lot of the problem, I mean, it also doesn't help the fact that 
his off the field shenanigans you know don't lead people to believe that he's very in tune with wanting to play for Watford Mm. Um, they 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 may see him as a bit of a I'll just pick up my 60 grand a week or whatever I'm on and you know go and buy a few bottles of Baileys and entertain the ladies with it but he's uh you know he's a a frustrating character and I, I do get where Jason's coming from with with Isaac's success why because there was a there was a uh, I think it was Walter Mazzari when he was in charge he just seemed to get games yeah, game did. after game after game and we just used to sit there and there, how was he getting these games he, he must have photos of Walter Mazzari with his trousers down <laughs> you know in an awkward position or there just has to be something that he had on him yeah that to, to get all the to get the amount of football that man has had yeah at Watford yeah um the integrity and ability that he's shown don't really match up to that no well my brother doesn't go to games very often now but he he came to one and Isaac was on and he, he just said to me this bloke spends more time on his bum than he does on his feet <laughs> Um, and I said, you know, you're right, because he just, you know, just seems to be always being picked up off the floor for some reason. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, again, I, I, if I, Isaac turns it round and bangs in 10 goals this season, then, you know, but... Again, on paper, I mean, dare I say this, Jason, uh, it, he won't like this, but on paper, with the the clubs that he's played at and, and you know, what, what, what he's done, he mm. should be doing quite well in this league. He should certainly be a, a threat up front and I and that says it all to me you've got a, a player Isaac success who is fundamentally a striker mm. and we're playing two wingers up front yeah you see uh, now I'm beginning to wonder why Glenn Murray's not getting a game because he must have been well, bought he's in another for... one isn't he we've got a guy who's proven at the highest level even despite his age mm. um, scored goals wherever he's been mm. you know and can't get a game can't get a can't get a start no no, and it makes it. It does make me wonder what's actually going on in the striking department. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it may be a case to phone Lufa up and say, Lufa, get yourself down the training ground and show these guys <laughs> where the goal is, please. Exactly. Yeah, he, he always managed to find the back of the net. I, I just, I don't know, mate. It's, um, it is worrying that, um, you know, we were kind of at one point until the Blackburn game, sort of one nil to the Watford, um, and you know. Again, if you were actually at the games, you would probably walk away and say it's three points. Um, it's so hard not being able to, like you said earlier on, not actually being able to be at the game and see how it, the game flows from a from a proper viewpoint, yeah. relying on camera angles and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, if, if Isaac did, you know, suddenly turn into super striker, then I would certainly be the first to say well played. Um, but I'd buy him a bottle of Baileys. You buy him a bottle of Baileys. But from what I've seen, mate, I think your money's safe. To be honest with you, I don't think you'll be <laughs> buying any Irish whiskey-based cream drinks for a while. Uh, did you? Uh, other Irish-based quis- uh, whiskey drinks are available. They are. <laughs> no, actually, let's try and get a sponsorship from Baileys. That. That'd be great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'd, I'd open a new bottle on each podcast. Just open me a bottle of Baileys now. Thank you, Baileys. Um, yeah, that might mean that we talk even more rubbish than usual, though, of course. Um, did you get a question on Twitter? Um, same thing. I did. Yeah. Um, right. So, at Saucy Watford FC Ooh. has asked, yeah, at Saucy Watford FC has asked, why is Troy Deeney more bothered about his radio stroke media career than being the captain of his club? As captain of his club. So, he is the club captain, um, but normally. Club captains that don't play don't tend to really get involved in things, do they? 
do they tend to get involved with comments no, on the games? No, but I, I can kind of see where he's coming from. And it, it, it did, uh, I was going to touch on it last week, but I, I withheld, I withdrew. But it is um, disappointing, I think is, is the best word to, to say, from, from my point of view, that Troy's chosen to join TalkSport and the Sun newspaper to do his, to do his column. And I know he wasn't fit, but now we're being told he's fit, he's ready, he's ready to play. We've just lost to Barnsley. Hmm. You know, we've just lost 1-0 to Barnsley. I think a player of Troy's stature... Now, now guys, by all means, jump in, let me know your thoughts on this. A, a, a guy like Troy should be... And it was always the first one to be that player and that, that um, prickly point who would come out and say, if it wasn't good enough, if it wasn't right... Or on the flip side, if it was good enough and if it was right. And he would always be that player that would come out and, and put himself out there. Now, to to sort of distance, he feels like he's distanced himself from the club. Almost like he, he's taken himself away from, from what's actually happening. And, you know, we're still paying his wages. Mm. He's still, as far as I'm aware, club captain. Mm. I just think he should be a little bit more mindful about the you know, the, the route that he's chosen at the moment. As, as I briefly said last week, while he's in a Watford shirt, I just want him to score goals and I just want him to play football. Mm. I'm not really bothered how good he is at being this media guru that he wants to be and and so forth. Um, I, I also think, uh, this is this is what this podcast is about, I actually also think it's a little bit out of taste where he's gone to talk sport and to the Sun, especially how the Sun treated, you know, Graham Taylor, back in the day yeah, um, and all the other things that they're connected to with, with, with outside of football. I just think that he's the club captain. He should be a little bit more mindful about his choices and, and maybe what he says and does that could impact us as a club, as the, as the captain. I, I agree. Um, there's actually a thing in Graham Taylor's autobiography about them wanting to, the son wanting him to give a award or something to the person that came up with those headlines as a sort of ironic thing and he said no he said absolutely no way to want any part of that it was horrible um what happened at graham taylor's tenure as the england manager and it was made worse by the media definitely i mean there's no two ways about that um whether players in 2020 would consider being mindful of that because that was what 94 95 yeah no i get but I would have liked someone from the club to just to said to Troy, just to say, just to pull him to one side and just say, listen, Troy, uh, I know what you want to go and do. That's fine. No problem. But just to make you aware, this happened. Mm. And just somebody to advise him on it. Because, look, I don't blame the guy. He he, he needs a career outside of football. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. But he, he's not outside of football yet. He's still the Watford captain. He's still Troy Deeney, Watford's number nine. Mm. You know, and I... I, I I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, I haven't listened to him. I, I hear he's very good, but I just interested in Troy Deeney wearing number nine and doing his job for Watford. I'm not really interested in what he's doing at the moment outside of it. No, I mean, I suppose if he thinks he can actually hold his role as Watford captain and be required to play games as and when needed and fit that in, that's fine. But if mm. if will we ever really know whether it's interfering with his football? We could just say, well, look, he's now been with us for eleven years. He's not quite as young as he used to be, and maybe that's why he's not as efficient as he used to be. If he's getting games, or is it is he distracted? I do remember there was an issue in his private life. Um, he was on a bit of a roll actually, 
uh, and then there was an issue in his private life. It came out in the sun on a Saturday morning, and that game that afternoon, he was dreadful, absolutely yeah, he dreadful. Yeah, separated from his from his missus, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And there was a real kind of drop off in performance there. It was just like, oh, you know. So you know, I don't know. I don't know whether I think some players thrive on being hated or being you know controversial or whatever. Um, I'm sure he does. Like we said last time, you know, I think when he's playing against uh, Villa, he absolutely loves scoring against them. Mm. Um, and I'm sure he loves it when the crowd shout his name. I'm sure he does, even though he sort of pretends not to hear half the time. Um, but if it is interfering with that, then, you know, there may be question marks over, are you actually giving enough devotion and time to the football club or are you now a media personality? I can't think of anybody else who's ever done this, by the way, as a... Not not while pla- well, I had to think about it earlier. I was trying to think who was maybe maybe Gary Neville towards the end of his career, maybe maybe possibly li- possibly Gascoigne, but I don't re- ever remember him having a you know a regular column in the Sun or a regular ch- uh, yeah. show on Talk Sport or whatever. I think it is a little bit unprecedented. It remains to be seen. I mean, again, like I said to you before, ten goals, fifteen goals. Fair play, Troy. You can do it. You I'll know. let him off. That's yeah, fine. exactly, exactly. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock him, but it is a bit weird. It does feel a bit strange. I've got to say, um, and you know, hopefully, we'll be able to actually see him play soon and judge. Um, he's supposed to be fit. Yeah, I believe I mean, the, Stoke, the Stoke game coming up would be perfect if he's fit and and ready to go. Yeah, That'd be perfect. It's that it's that that sort of game. So. Um, I hope uh, Jay or uh, Saucy WFC, as you're known on on Twitter, that's uh, kind of giving you a yes a feeling of of how I feel about the situation. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we're almost almost at the end, Carl. I think we've kind of exhausted our chat topics for this particular podcast. I think we should catch up again after the next couple of games uh, and see where we are and see if there's been any improvement or whatever. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, the handle is Carl. So the Twitter handle is at D-N-S-Y-E underscore podcast. So do not scratch your eyes podcast at D-N-S-Y-E underscore podcast. Yep. So give us a, a little follow on there. And also we are on Facebook at D-N-S-Y-E, um, which has now gone up to 40 five or something we thought it might plummet after the first podcast it's actually increased so we must be doing something right and i think it's worth saying thank you to all those who have uh, listened to the first one and, and commented much appreciated definitely and and if you left us a review as well that was fantastic we only went live on um apple i think on friday night we've already had a five-star review on there so thanks, you, you blame thanks mum yeah I, I said was that you carl and you went no it wasn't <laughs> so it must be someone likes us then um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this one. Um, we are coming up to 40 minutes and, uh, I don't have a paid version of zoom, so, uh, we are going to get cut off any second. So until next time, I'm going to say ta-da. So am I, I'm going to say ta-ta. And we'll catch you next time on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. See you later. You odds. <laughs>
Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.